everyone. This is uh, Paul Dick, owner of Stark Strength and Conditioning, Stark CrossFit. And uh, this is our seventh podcast today. And I've got Cheryl Zealand on the show, uh, the owner of Cranked Energy. And uh, we're going to be talking to her for a little bit. But uh, first, we're, we're coming close to opening uh, Stark 2.0. So our moving date is July 21st. 2017. So if you've got a little bit of hustle and a little bit of muscle and you're willing to come and help out, uh, that would be awesome. So we're going to be doing the move over our Friday, Saturday, and Sunday and running our first classes out of there on the Monday. So uh, we're going to have our first grand opening in uh, August. So early August, uh, stay tuned to our social media for that. Uh, we're going to have a bring a friend workout. So we want to try to get as many people to come in and check the place out as possible, have a good time, uh, barbecue, and uh, make sure that everyone gets all hot and sweaty. So um, onward with the show. Uh, once again, we've got Cheryl Zealand with us and uh, I just want to ask Cheryl, who are you? Who is Cheryl Zealand? Hey, Paul. Um, who am I? Well, that's a good question. Well, first of all, we were just talking that we've known each other, I think, for like 15 years. Um, you've seen me have like three kids. You've trained me for shows. And we've remained good friends. And now um, I get to help you out a little bit with providing some fresh fuel for your um, membership at your gym, which is amazing. So um, I'm 43 years old. I'm a mom of three boys. And I'm passionate about health and wellness and um, fresh food. And that's why I created Cranked Energy Bars, which is a um, fresh energy bar company. They go in the fridge or the freezer, not on the shelf, no preservatives, no refined sugars, pretty much your oatmeal breakfast uh, out of the pot, but in a bar format, you can grab and go. So that's kind of all encompassing right now for me. Uh, a lot of our members really do enjoy those bars and uh, get a little unhappy when uh, when the fridge is empty. Um, but uh, no, it's pretty cool that uh, we can get them restocked pretty quickly and uh, a lot of different options for, for flavors. And uh, I find with some bars, like I end up going through periods where uh, I end up getting like tired of the bars. And uh, we've had these, I don't know how many years now, two years, three years? three years. So since the very beginning, we had a little cranked energy fridge and it was, it was too small. So we ended up having to put them in a bigger fridge. But uh, yeah, this is something like there's a lot of flavor. So you don't end up uh, getting tired of them at all. And they're always, they're always good. They're, you know, filling whether you have half a bar before or after a workout, just to give you some fuel for, uh, for your workout. So you don't start it out on a empty tank of gas. Um, yeah. Great little uh, snack and meal replacement if, uh, if you need. So um, Cheryl, you're probably one of the most organized and dedicated people I know when it comes to like work, training, life. Uh, you've always got so much going on and you manage to keep it all together and, uh, or it, it looks that way. So uh, I just want to ask like how you do it. Like when I used to like train Cheryl, uh, she would have, you know, so much going on with like work and online teaching. She's an accountant as well. And, uh, and I just got to hear about all that stuff and it was pretty crazy. Well, I may look like I have it all together and thank you. That's very sweet of you. But, um, I mean, most days are just kind of crazy every day. I think everyone who works and has kids or is in school and wants to fit in training and stay healthy and whatnot is kind of 
busy in general and you included. Um, for me personally, it's a matter of really just being mindful of the scheduling and what's going on and prioritizing what needs to get done versus what can wait a day or two. Um, and then making sure I fit in time for myself. So, you know, I start every day with a workout at 5.30 in the morning and that's, I've been doing that forever. We used to train at 6 a.m. together because literally that was the only time that was ever going to work for me, um, being a mom of three boys and being home with them during the day. And so I'd fit it in early in the morning. And now it's a matter of... Um, training and then working. And then once the kids are home from school, it's all about them and homework and sports and making sure I'm engaged in being that mom role. And then, you know, there's time after they go to bed to kind of wind down and hang out with my husband and um, work on some business and teach accounting still. And I like being busy. I don't, I don't, I don't know what I would do if I wasn't kind of juggling 10 different things at once, but that's kind of what makes me happy. Um, I think just a matter of, you know, being really mindful of when you need to like let something go or push something off versus really get something done and focus and take away the distractions. So for me, it's just being um, really good at time management. And those are skills that I probably learned being a CA and managing a whole bunch of files and then being a mom and now being a business owner, you kind of just have to learn how to manage that and um, not feel guilty about anything. You know, you do what you can do and which you can't get done, it can wait a day or two, right? Yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm not, wasn't always the best at, at planning things or uh, time-wise, and I've had to get a lot better at that. And uh, and now it's it's been a lot more critical with our transition to uh, start 2.0 and trying to run this business and then uh, get things prepared for the new place and all that kind of stuff. And yeah, I just end up having like constant task lists and just try to, you know, destroy those one, one item at a time every day. And uh, it seems like stuff is always popping up. But like you said, it's, it's good to, you know, be able to work on what's in front of you. And if you have to push something off a day or two, then, uh, then you got to do that. So whatever, you know, whatever works best. Um, so like you had mentioned, you got three young boys, uh, you run a business and are constantly on the go. So do you ever get burnt out or run down? And, uh, if so, like what, are there any flags that are popping up that kind of, um, warn you about that? Or, um, like, do you, do you just get to a point where you feel like you need to make a change with something or like, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think we've talked about this before, but and I didn't really realize it until probably in the last year that I was always trying to focus on like work-life balance. You know, everything had to be in balance. I had to work X amount of hours. I had to be with family X amount of hours. I had to fit in the training X amount of hours a day, whatever. And that work-life balance constantly stressed me out to the point where I would get burnt out because I was trying to do everything to make myself feel like I was, you know, striving for that work-life balance. And what I've realized is there's no such thing as work-life balance. If you keep do going at that, you're going to burn out very quickly and you're going to not enjoy the things that you are doing. So the focus now is more on work-life integration. And I throw that kind of word out because I think it's super important to integrate parts of your life that you're passionate about um, and that need a little more focus some weeks versus other weeks and not feeling guilty about it. You know, if you have to be here at the gym for 12 hours one day and you might not see your young daughter for that night, but that's okay. You're going to be mindful of it and you're going to integrate more time with her, you know, the next night or the night after and not feel guilty about it 
Whereas if you try to balance, I'm going to be at the gym eight hours a day, and then I'm going to see my daughter four hours a day, and then I'm going to do this, I'm going to train this amount of time, it becomes exhausting. And that's when I really feel like my mind wears out. My mind always wears out before my body. Absolutely. I could go forever. But um, when you're mentally exhausted and you know, you're not prepping your food, maybe, you're not sleeping enough, you're stressing too much. And I think I've told you this before, but um, someone recently said that 80% of our stress comes from probably 20% of, say, clients, customers, relationships, whatnot. And I think that's huge. I mean, if you think about it, there's maybe a handful of things in your life that are causing you most of the stress in your life that are wearing you out. So being mindful of that 20% and managing the 20% um, that is causing you all the stress is important to you know, be aware of that it might burn you out or... Um, quicker than you want. But also, you know, you're running a gym and I'm running an energy bar company and just eating well, training your body, you know, whether it be twice a week, three times a week, five times a week, um, whatever kind of fits into your schedule is important. I mean, think it all melds together where, you know, you won't burn out as quickly. Look, I'm 43, I'm getting old. That's like, I don't walk down the stairs as quickly as I used to. And that's okay too. I can't train like I did with you four years ago. It's just not going to happen right now because my focus um, is more so on the business and, you know, my growing family and the kids are busier. But being conscious of um, when my body and my mind's telling me, you know, relax, slow down, um, get some more rest, take a day off the gym, maybe leave the kitchen a bit early. You know, those things are really, um, when you have good intuition like that, I think it really helps. Cool. Being, uh, definitely being mindful can, uh, can help. And I guess just even, I don't know if, uh, does Tim ever say anything like, Hey, like, uh, you're, you're being, I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want to say anything. Yeah. Grumpy. We'll say grumpy, but does like, you know, does Tim ever pick up on that and, uh, and you know, mention anything to you or do you have any like family members or clients or anything, say anything? Yes, of course. <laughs> and you know what? I, I first used to offend me when, you know, Tim or my family would say, God, are you ever grumpy? But then now I appreciate it because yeah, you don't realize that you are, you know, kind of edgy, you know, things are just piling up on your plate. There's not enough time in the day. You know, you just might be so overwhelmed with something that you're taking it out, whether it be on yourself, you're being hard on yourself, your family, um, your body, you know, and sometimes it's nice to just say, yeah, you're right. I'm just going to shut it down. You know, go do something that's totally unlike, you know, what you're normally doing, get your mind off of it. But, you know, that being said, there's always like, if you're running a business or, you know, you've got work stresses, it's always kind of on your mind, but taking a step back, I think, and being aware that sometimes we do get burnt out and grumpy is important. And, uh, you know, love of family, family's going to tell you when you're, you're, you know, acting a bit off and not taking that as criticism, but more, you know, helpful that they're worried about you or concerned about you and they want to make sure that you're, you're doing okay. So I think it resets you. Cool. Uh, I usually, I guess I usually hear from clients that like, you know, if, if I'm off, not getting a whole lot of sleep or whatever. And they're like, Oh, you look tired today. And I'm like, well, I didn't feel that bad. And then you get several people mentioning that in a row and you're like, Oh, I guess I, maybe I do look like shit or something like that. But yeah. And, um, yeah, I've, I've found a couple times, uh, more than a couple times, but, um, you know, trying to, trying to balance like, you know, 
eating habits, uh, training, and sleep. If one of those things is off, usually the other two are going to be off. And uh, it's just trying to trying to work all those three in together. And uh, I know like eating really high quality food is is always a goal of mine, but that means you have to have uh, you have to have a lot of it too throughout the day because it is lower calorie. If you're going to eat like lower quality food, um, the the calorie content's a lot higher. Nutritional value is not as good, but uh, it's it's just not going to supply you with the energy that you need for the day. So um, yeah, I find force feeding myself like just really prepping meals ahead of time and bringing stuff to work, even if I know, hey, I'm done at one today, so I'll just come home and eat after that. And then I look at the time and it's like, okay, it's seven o'clock PM and I'm still at the gym and I didn't actually bring any food. So stuff like that, I've really tried to uh, limit. And, you know, I find eating properly, you know, I can definitely sleep a lot better. Training is a lot better, have more energy to do that and, you know, spend time with, uh, with Lexa and Lori and have like quality time rather than just like wanting to lay on the floor as you're getting smacked in the head with toys. So, um, so how did you, uh, come up with cranked energy? So the bars, the winning recipe, you went from like renting space in a commercial kitchen to getting your own building and getting that all prepped and, uh, and ready to, you know, make your bars in there every day. Uh, and, uh, like how, how did you go about all that? Sure. So the cranked energy kind of started from, you know, after I had the twins, um, I was really searching for a grab and go, um, breakfast bar, um, that would have protein, carbs, fat, and kind of just grab and go, you know, I was eating breakfast and I I did want to get back into health and wellness and training and whatnot. And I knew breakfast was an important part of the day. And so when I went searching, like actually, you know, consciously went searching for a similar type of bar, there was nothing in the fridge, first of all, anywhere that I could find. And then the stuff on the shelf was just, you know, the chemicals and stuff I couldn't pronounce. And I was actually having like physical reactions. You know, my stomach would feel a bit nauseous after eating a bar. Um, I'd get like a sore in the mouth from sugar alcohols in the bar. And then I was hungry. Like I'd eat the bar, consume you know, 250 calories and I was starving. So I didn't really see the point. And so I started just tinkering around my own kitchen, trying to figure out how I could do this for my family. And you know, it took three years. I mean, it was a lot of bad, bad bars. Protein bars are very hard to make. It's hard to get good quality protein um, that doesn't taste like chalk. So that was kind of the problem for the longest time. And just, you know, every month I tinker with, you know, this and that and take this out and try this ingredient and really keep it fresh and um, not put preservatives in it. You know, there's a quite a few times that people were like, why don't you just try to make a shelf bar and it'll last longer? And I was very passionate about something coming from the fridge, grab and go, that um, was super healthy and balanced and could work as a meal replacement for some people or uh, pre-post workout for other people. So that's kind of where it started. And I rented kitchens for two years. I rented two different kitchens and it was a lot of traveling around the city, lugging stuff everywhere, you know, managing orders and growing the business that way. But you know, it got done. It's just a matter of planning and really being you know, aware of your time. And then um, we had enough of a customer base, a regular customer base, and we were kind of outgrowing the rental kitchens. Um, so then I started to look for my own commercial kitchen space. And uh, yeah, we ended up finding one, 1853 Portage Avenue, just west of Polo Park. It's got a little storefront and a whole big commercial kitchen in the back. And yeah, we're doing over 10,000 bars a month locally in Winnipeg. And this year we're looking to scale up to about 30,000 bars a month and going into 
um, some neighboring provinces, which would be super exciting. Yeah, so it's definitely a hole in the market in terms of fresh energy bars. And I think Cranked Energy is able to not just fulfill that hole, but also taste really good. And I think people want to eat good food and they want to feel good about what they're eating. So good food makes good food. Did you know that? <laughs> It does. It truly does, right? If you think about it, if you make your... Yeah, real food makes real food and good food makes good food. You use good ingredients and, you know, your food's going to taste really good. So I think I keep that in mind, even with my kids when we're out and about, you know, look for stuff that makes sense, that's good for you, that's real food, and it's going to taste better in the end, so... Totally agree with that. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that we end up recommending to our members for like nutritional advice is just eating real food like 90% of the time. And, um, you know, just, just having that stuff readily available is always nice. Um, you know, it's, it's great to be able to go into the fridge and grab a cranked energy bar, which is like, you know, it's, it's not something you want to leave out, out of the fridge for a day and then have it. But, uh, like, you know, that's, that's, what's really cool about it, that it's, it is real food. It does go bad. And, you know, most, most real food that you get, you know, if you leave it sit long enough, it's, uh, it's not something you want to be taken in. So, um, no, that's, that's definitely a, a bonus with these bars. Um, so what is, uh, what does a typical day look like for you, like running your kitchen and with the, getting the kids off to school and all that kind of stuff. And you have people that work for you at the kitchen as well, um, prepping bars and stuff like that. So what, uh, you know, start us off first thing in the morning, all, like right to, right to bedtime. I do sleep. Not not a ton. I probably should sleep a little bit more, but everyone's different on the amount of sleep they need. Uh, I'm, I'm, my alarm goes off at 5 a.m. Monday to Friday, and I'm at the gym by 5.30, training till 7, and then, then it's done. It's out of the way, and, um, you know, it's training, whether it's spin or weight training or you know, anything, a run, something, it's, it's got to get done in the morning or it's not going to get done. That's just the way it has to be. Um, get the kids off to school for 8.30 and then I'm at the kitchen around 9 prepping and we're blending till about 2.30 Monday to Friday. The shop's open, the storefront's open and I've got staff helping me during the day and then I've got packaging staff that come after 4 o'clock and start packaging uh, our stock that we've made during the day and the days just spent, you know, filling orders and um, just growing the business that way. And once I'm home at 3.30 with the kids, it's park and sports and outdoor three boys. You got to keep them active or they kind of go a little squirrely. So we're always, you know, going to the park or sports, soccer, hockey, whatever. Um, and then there's homework. I mean, with a grade seven and grade twos, you've got stuff going on every night and um, once they go to bed I, I teach accounting and finance still online so that's a little bit I'm still doing that you know I'm a CA by trade and I think sometimes it's hard to take the accountant out right because that's that's another passion of mine is and I do you know do the books for my business as well and um, it just kind of kind of goes hand in hand, and I do enjoy being a CA. So I teach accounting and finance in the evenings and uh, hang out with my husband. He also owns his own business. So we get to talk a lot about entrepreneurship and the woes of the daily grind and, you know, the stresses and the risks. I mean, there's a lot of risk when you're owning your own business. So, And then it's just trying to wind down before bed and being really conscious of trying to get whatever amount of sleep that I'm going to get, which is usually between 
five, six, seven hours. It's not a ton. I know, I know. But Monday to Friday, super packed. And the weekends uh, tend to sleep in a little bit, eight o'clock or so, and keep it more casual. I just feel like if it's scheduled Monday to Friday for me personally, um, it'll get done. And then there's a little more room on the weekends to just have a little bit of mindful downtime where you're actually sitting and saying to yourself, this actually feels really good to sit down, you know, and not just sitting and feeling bored, but actually sitting and enjoying it. So that's a full day. Yeah, it's busy. All right. So, uh, you know, with, with that being said, what's, what's next for Cranked? Like what, uh, any, any new flavors coming out that uh, you haven't really said anything about or like, I don't know, any, anything coming up down the road? Well, I think I just brought you guys some salted caramel pecan pretzel, which is yummy. And I brought, I think I threw in some birthday cake. Um, well, we're just going to do that a couple times a year, but that seems to be pretty popular. You know what? We're always, um, I'm always thinking about new flavors and combinations and the bars, um, keeping it interesting and uh, looking towards going to a 100 calorie energy bite at some point as well. Um, you know, we got a lot of cranked gear with water bottles and hoodies and all that fun stuff. And, you know, I'm going to be at the Hockey Expo and the WFPS, um, the energy bar for the, the fire paramedic race. So there's always these great events. The bars right now are up in Churchill for Lululemon's um, Artist Mural Festival. There's just such great events in the city where you, know, you can get involved in various ways and kind of get the brand out there. Um, so that's always growing. Um, we're not even out of Winnipeg yet. So I think for the next year, it's going to look to possibly expanding, you know, into Saskatchewan, maybe a little more um, consciously going, going west a bit and trying to get the bars. Once we get production even more up and running, just a couple pieces of equipment I need to purchase and whatnot. So as far as training goes, I mean, I said I would never do another marathon after New York. And usually after um, a full marathon, I do take the year off running. I don't know what it is. It's just something about me and letting my body kind of settle after a year and kind of getting back into um, weight training and more yoga and whatnot. And I kind of always have trained like that. Whatever kind of feels good, I'm going for. I don't want to set expectations to, you know, train for full marathon when the business is growing and I'm kind of being torn in so many directions. So right now it's just about, you know, moving daily and being able to like, you know, work with equipment at the kitchen that's heavy and not feeling sore. You know what I mean? Like training kind of, people say training for life, but I do agree with that. It's not about aesthetics um, at 43 for me. It's about, you know, being able to have good mobility. And we were just talking about my carpal tunnel issues and you're giving me some amazing exercises for you know, kind of getting some mobility in that area because that's, you know, that's a something that stresses me out daily is not being able to feel the fingertips on my fingers sometimes. So, right. But those things can wear you down because they're tiring, they're exhausting. So, um, training more for life in general and being strong and having great sleeps and, you know, being able to run around after the kids and whatnot is kind of taken precedence over looking good in a pair of jeans and stuff, which, you know, I mean, you want to feel comfortable in your clothes, but it's not primarily for that anymore. It's good food, working out, sleeping well, managing stress, and all that fun stuff. Cool. That's good. Uh, training for life is, uh, um, 
I know some people just really focus on the aesthetic uh, part of it and uh, are limiting themselves from, you know, maybe quality of life, uh, being extremely restrictive with eating habits. I know this could be a completely different topic, but, uh, you know, just, just being ready for whatever life throws at you, you know, being able to, like, be fit and functional for your three boys and then, you know, eventually they're going to have families and uh, they're going to want, you know, grandma to play with them and do stuff. And I'm sure you'll still probably be fitter than them. But uh, no, it's, uh, yeah, training for, for longevity is definitely something that uh, we want people to, to think about. And, um, no, it's cool that uh, it's cool that that's on your mind and that's a, that's a focus. All right, Cheryl. So one thing I like to ask guests is, uh, what, uh, what are three things that, uh, you, you try to focus on and keep consistent in your life so that you can stay more or less balanced, but, uh, what are three things that you do not sacrifice? That's a good question. And, uh, okay, here's my top three. First of all, obviously nutrition, cause I'm big on, um, good nutrition and whether it's, um, meal prepping your own meals or hiring, you know, Winnipeg has a ton of great meal prep services that can deliver meals to you that are <clears throat> balanced and portioned out, whatnot, but being conscious of it, if you've got a busy week ahead, get your meal prepping done because food's going to create energy. It's going to kind of set, you know, you're not going to have the headaches, the crashes if you're eating consistently and good food, balanced meals, protein, carbs, and fat. So that's step one, get your meal prep done make time for it. Um, second of all, managing stress as best as you can. Um, like I said before, 80% of your stress is coming. Chances are from 20% of someplace in your life, whether it's friends, um, um, family members, customers, clients, unrealistic deadlines at work, people at work, you know, so being conscious of that 20%, um, that's causing the 80% stress rule is, um, huge. And then you can maybe work around, you know, having, some type of coping for that or getting rid of some of those stresses. So that's number two. And number three is morning workouts. So I'm a huge fan of the morning workout. Am I a morning person? Yeah, I'm kind of a morning person. I'm always kind of been a morning person, but I call it the morning warrior workout because not, no one actually wants to work out at 5am. Like everyone would probably choose sleeping, but when you are busy and and everyone is busy um, and you got to get it done, get it done first thing in the morning. I mean, this place has 6 a.m. classes, I'm sure, right? And most places, gyms are open 24 hours now. We're, they're making it easier for people to work out first thing in the morning, get it done. And so when the day progresses, you know, you call from the school, you got to come get your children, they're sick, and then you can't work out. Or deadlines at work come up, and then you can't work out. Or, you know, you got a headache, you don't feel good, you didn't eat very well today. That workout gets pushed, and even if it's a workout, maybe it's not your optimal workout because you're not feeling so great. So, just get it done. Try it. Try it once a week to start off. Go at 6 a.m. You know, once a week. It becomes habit. You know, three weeks and it's a habit. And then your body will start craving a morning workout. Um, and then it's done. And you'll feel pretty good at 4 or 5 o'clock when you um, can just go home <laughs> or get other stuff done. So those are my top three. Yeah, the uh, the morning morning warriors, as you called it, were uh, like, yeah, they're, they're a different breed. So it's... Uh, interesting to see people like that excited to, to kind of train that early in the morning and, you know, just making sure that it gets done before, you know, like you said, something else comes up during the day and then you don't, uh, 
then you don't end up getting your, your workout in and then it's frustrating. And, uh, I know if I leave mine till later on in the day, chances are something's going to come up. Something's going to go wrong with the computer system or our booking system, uh, for, for members, or, uh, there's going to be something that, uh, that gets in the way. So definitely getting it done in the morning is, uh, something that I try to do. Maybe not first thing in the morning, but, uh, I am a, a mid morning type person, especially if you're going to be going heavy in workouts. So, um, just wondering, do you, do you have anything else you want to add for our visitors or any, any questions you have Cheryl before we wrap up? Yeah, I've got one question. So, you know, um, we used to train together <laughs> and then you kind of went to this CrossFit thing and I kind of got scared. So, and I'm sure there's a ton of people like me out there that, um, do everything else, but have never tried CrossFit, me included, because I'll be honest, the box jump scares me and you keep telling me it's not about the box jumps, but I want to know as a beginner, and I'm going to listen to the podcast before this, that you said it was intro to CrossFit, but I kind of want to know just what, what makes you passionate about this type of training and kind of the benefits for someone like me. I'm 43, busy mom, you know, I'm getting older, things are kind of not working as well and I'm a little more sore than I used to be. So kind of give me some of the, give me the top three things of why I should try CrossFit. Top three things. Hmm. All right. So top three things. Um, you know what? I, I love it because I, m my background was endurance, uh, sports before. So like, uh, multiple, like four time Ironman finisher, full distance. And then I don't know how many times did half Ironman and stuff like that. Uh, it was just my, my background was endurance and I was always, I'd always have tweaks and injuries and be forced to modify workouts and stuff like that because of the, the volume, the, like the running when you're training for a marathon or like a multi-day, like a three-day race or something like that. I was always, you know, beat up. You get shin splints, your, you know, knees are sore, your, uh, back from the, the pounding and stuff like that. And, um, you kind of develop you know, bad habits, just, just doing the same thing over and over again. So say like swim, bike, run sort of thing. If you're not adding a whole lot of variety in, um, it, it can, uh, wear you down. So when I started doing CrossFit, which kind of was doing it before, you know, before I owned the gym, um, you know, even, even when we were training at the wellness, like you were doing variations of, of CrossFit. I just didn't know there was an actual name for it at the time, but you know, I was bringing in tires for you to flip and push and pull and sledgehammers to use and kettlebells and sandbags and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, just doing workouts with that rather than throwing someone on a machine and just getting them going through reps and sets. So, um, to, to sort of get back to your question, uh, I love it because no matter how good you get at it, you can always get better. And I was just having a conversation with a, a newer member, uh, Jeff or Jeffy the other day and, uh, was asking him like, you know, why he's hung around, what he likes about it. And he said, it's not like a, it's not like a boot camp or one of those, you know, one of those types of programs that you're going to master everything in 30, 60 or 90 days. And it's just very repetitive. He said he likes having goals that, um, 
you know, you can always step it up. You can always make it more challenging. And I think that's awesome because, you know, it'll take you a lifetime to, to master all this stuff. And it doesn't mean you have to go heavy. It doesn't mean you have to do box jumps. We get someone in here who's like, you know, whether it's 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, and they're not comfortable with box jumps, we're just going to get them doing step ups. And then maybe we'll get them to jump onto a 45 pound plate. If they're comfortable with that and, you know, happy with that, then maybe we'll try to throw, you know, another 25 pound plate on there and just get them building up rather than trying to, uh, rather than trying to, uh, you know, jump on a 16 or 20 inch box right off the bat and tripping on it and bashing their shins up and falling down. Like that's not going to be a great experience for, for someone coming in. So, but, uh, my, my reason for enjoying it is because like, uh, no matter what you do, you can always get better at it. And I know n- not everyone likes that. They, people don't like to be vulnerable. They don't like to show that they aren't good at something. And, uh, you know, they don't want others to see them potentially failing at something. But, you know, it happens every day in life. And uh, the only way to, to get better is to, you know, maybe fail and keep trying. So, you know, if you're if you're good at something and you keep doing that, you know, that one thing that you're good at, then, you know... Uh, the amount of progress you're going to make is very minimal, but you know, you, you get someone who can't do, you know, uh, say like a handstand against the wall, can't kick up against the wall. And then it's like, okay, so you get them to the point where they're kicking up against the wall and then you get them to the point where they're like lowering their head to two mats, ab mats, and then you take a mat away and then it's down to one mat. And then you teach them how to do like a kipping handstand push up. And it's, you've taken that person who was like scared about, going upside down. And, uh, I I remember one guy specifically, Randy, uh, one of our morning animals and, uh, he, he had worked on it. It was a bit of a fear kicking upside down and, uh, he'd worked on it for, I don't know how long it could have been like a year, but when he did kick up against that wall and he was just screaming, he's like, look at me, I'm upside down. Everyone in the gym was just like looking. Uh, it was, um, it was, it was pretty cool just seeing stuff like that happen. So, um, and people are, you know, excited about that, proud of themselves, being able to throw stuff up on the PR board. And, you know, as people are getting older, they're still, you know, lifting more, doing more, um, challenging themselves in different ways. We've got women here who are 60 years old, um, even a little bit older, and they're fitter than they were when they were 20, which is super cool to see. But um, I guess a, another reason is because it uh, gets you into positions and gets you doing things that you normally wouldn't do. Um, so, you know, say someone doesn't do overhead squats or doesn't have the mobility, you get someone who's been sitting behind a desk for 20, 30, 40 years, and then they come in, they're like, hey, I'm taking my life back, I want to get fit. And it's like, okay, let's, you know, let's throw this PVC pipe overhead and see what happens when you try to squat. It's probably not going to be very good. Um, but you know, sometimes that's a bit of a wake-up call for people who, like, need to regain mobility and regain, you know, movements that their body once had, but, you know, because of a repetitive job, they've uh, they've sort of lost that. So, um, I think that's that's one really important thing that, uh, that I've seen people get better at over time, and it's not something that changes overnight. It takes practice. It takes work. Some people are willing to do more homework to get some of that mobility back and, and regain something that they, they used to have, and uh, others might not be as motivated to do it, but, uh, you know, it's 
if you can get more range of motion in your joints and, uh, and be able to move better, that's going to improve your quality of life for, for the rest of your life. You know, you let it go on like another five years or 10 years or whatever, and then it's just going to get harder and harder to do. So like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Um, I think the, the third thing would probably be the community. And I, I don't know if people understand, you know, when we talk about community, I don't know if people understand that, that don't belong to, you know, a, a CrossFit gym or, um, you know, I'm sure even gyms that, that aren't, you know, CrossFit affiliates have uh, a sense of community if people are working out and training together, feeding off of each other. It's, it's totally different doing personal training when you have someone one-on-one and maybe they come in, they're not, you know, super energetic or whatever, and you're trying to bring that energy in no matter what you do. It's just like, you know, you're working with Eeyore and, uh, and it's like, you know, what... It's very hard to change that, but sometimes when people are coming into a class and like, you know, you're, you've got a coach who's like happy to see everyone coming in the door, you're greeting everyone and uh, you're like, oh, you're moving a little slow, what's wrong? And they're like, oh, I'm still sore from yesterday's workout or so people start talking about that or they, uh, they just end up, uh, you know, everyone just feeds off of each other and I think that's the coolest, uh, coolest part about, you know, having a gym, owning a gym, like can't complain about anyone that we have here, uh, in our, in our membership base. And, uh, you know, it's really, really cool to see, uh, just, you know, people that come on and send me messages like, you know what, like I just started here like a month ago and it feels like I've been here forever. Like everyone's really warm and, uh, and, you know, embrace you, whatever type of athlete you are, if you're, you know, just getting off the couch or if you're someone who, uh, who has been like lifting all their lives and, uh, and, you know, is, is relatively fit. Um, it's just like, you know, not having these groups or clicks or whatever, uh, that, uh, that I keep hearing, you know, people mentioning, just saying like, you know, you don't have that here and it's, it's really cool to hear that. And, uh, you know, I couldn't be happier with that. So, um, is it, does that satisfy your question? Was that too much? It totally does. And you know, what's standing out now that I'm like digesting everything you just said was the vulnerability part. I think that's where it comes from for me as well. I mean, when you're not, when you don't think you're going to be good at something, you just don't even want to try it. And I think that's where my vulnerability comes with CrossFit. I don't think I would I, I can't do a pull-up anymore. I used to be able to do a ton of them. I can't do a pull-up anymore because, well, I don't train with you. But it's that moment of I don't want to do it because I'm not going to be good at it. But then the same thing would have gone for when you know I started running and the thought of doing a marathon, very vulnerable. I can't run 26 miles, but then you can. So I think that really stands out for me is that maybe it's just that first step of trying it and kind of letting down the guard in terms of, you may not be great at it, but that's okay. And you can get better at it and you might really enjoy it. Um, and kind of go from there. So maybe a, a Stark 3.0 in the South end, or we just clone Paul Dick here, <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah, no, I think, um, yeah, the vulnerability part I think will resonate. It does with myself and uh, a lot of other people for sure. Just go try it, right? Is that kind of what you're telling me? Just go try it. Okay, just go try it, Cheryl. <laughs> Um, yeah, there's a, there's a quote that I've heard, um, it was maybe a couple of weeks ago that was like when the best time to plant a tree is 25 years ago, the next best time is to do it to today. And I think that's, you know, you were just talking about running a marathon. It's like, if you were to think about yourself going out the door right now and 
running a marathon, not having trained for it, then that's pretty like, that's a pretty crazy, uh, you know, concept for you. But it's like, you know, on marathon day, you put in the training, you look at all the days, all the runs that you've put in the mileage you've, uh, you've accumulated and you look at, you look back at that and like, this is, you know, it's going to be a challenge, but I've put in the work and, uh, and it, you know, shouldn't be an issue. And it's the same thing as, you know, someone say, you know, starting CrossFit, for example, you look at someone doing, you know, pull-ups, whether it's weighted or chest to bar or whatever. Um, and you're like, I can't even do a single pull-up. It's like, okay, well, let's start you on a pull-up program and you can start working on those pull-ups and you do that three days a week and we make it more challenging, um, each week and, uh, and you'll get those pull-ups. But, you know, if you're looking at, at movements that, uh, that are very complex or, um, you know, something that you think is out of your scope right now. Well, yeah, maybe it is, but, uh, it doesn't mean that you can't get there. It's just, you just got to put in the work and keep grinding. So, so, uh, last thing I just, uh, I just want to, uh, see if you'll let our vis- uh, listeners know where they can find you, like, home address or anything like <laughs> Instagram, Facebook, or, uh, you know, what are, what are your, uh, social media? Uh, so cranked energy, it's pretty simple at cranked energy on Instagram and Facebook page. Um, the new store is 1853 Portage Avenue, just West of Polo Park. And we are store hours are Monday to Friday, 10 till three. Um, but you can check out the website, crankedenergy.com um, for all the information and pre-order boxes. Or if you train at Stark, come, he's got a full fridge right now, um, full of bars. So um, he gets restocked quite often because you guys all love them, which is great. Um, yeah. Or, you know, events. I'm at most of the running events and I hope to see Paul and um, his gym members coming out to some of these great events and promoting, you know, the new gym and what you guys do here because it's pretty amazing as well cool thank you Cheryl and to add to your Stark 3.0 in the south end for like yeah that's not a plan for like until about three years from now so um but but um yeah there's there's one thing I've never told you this but I thought uh this should be uh you should put a cranked energy bar challenge out there and just do like a how do you eat your cranked energy bar. And I've been thinking of like different ways of like videos I would post, like, you know, sitting at a table wearing a tux with like, you know, candles and stuff like that, or just having like a bar laying on the floor and like slithering up to it like a snake and just like downing the whole bar. But you should, yes. So I think you should definitely have like a cranked energy bar challenge. Like how do you eat your bar and like pick you know, pick a winner, throw up like a little video. And, uh, I think that would be super cool to see. All right. Awesome. Well, I want to thank everyone for listening. I don't actually know how many people listen to this. So even if there's one person listening, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, but, uh, anyways, um, yeah, Stark 2.0 opening, uh, just the weekend after July 21st. So if you are free to give a hand or you just want to come and hang out and watch us work, you're welcome to do that too. Um, we've still got, uh, some, all of our programs running now until, uh, it's June 21st. So now until, uh, July 21st there. And then, uh, we start in the new place on the 24th of July. So thanks again for listening. If you have any questions or comments about our podcast, you can email us at paul at starkstrength.com. 
or if you want to follow us on Instagram, we are at Stark CrossFit and Facebook. Uh, just check out our Facebook page, either Stark CrossFit or Stark Strength and Conditioning. Thanks again, Cheryl, for being on the show. And uh, thanks again for everyone for listening. Take care.